How to Lead by Being Still with Reverend Shannon Stringer, the Director of Leadership Development in the Indiana Conference of the United Methodist Church, here on episode number nine of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. God is speaking and leading and and driving forward. And my role is to calm my inner fear and desire to fix enough to let God work and discern what is the part God wants me to play instead of trying to rush to take care of this issue and get it out of the way. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Reverend Dr. Brad Miller here with you as your co-host on the To Be Encouraged podcast. This is Re- this is Bishop Julius Trimble's podcast where he is all about encouraging you to reach your highest potential. And potential is part of what we're talking about here today as we talk about leadership development. Our special guest today on the To Be Encouraged podcast is Reverend Shannon Stringer who is a Director of Leadership Development in the Indiana Conference of the United Methodist Church. She brings a myriad of experience to this role. She's been involved with education, in ministry, in staff staff supervision. She has also a background in American government, including uh, awards and recognition in the area of U.S. congressional recognition regarding her work there. And that's a fascinating part we're going to get into just a little bit. But she has also served in the local church as a pastor and in leadership development. And her role now is in helping new leaders emerge and to help direct leadership in the church. Uh, Bishop, good to be with you on your podcast and help us welcome uh, Reverend Shannon Stringer to our podcast today. Well, welcome, Shannon. It's good to be with you. Uh, It's been my, my privilege to work closely with you over these last several years, particularly as we've navigated uh, ministry and encouraging leaders uh, through the pandemic uh, uh, and uh, most most recently through a most recent announcement about the United Methodist Church's General Conference being postponed, but also the whole the whole area of how do we stay stay alive and stay balanced when there's so much change going on around us. So thank you, Shannon, for sharing with us. Well, thank you for inviting me, Bishop Trimble and Brad. It's just really good to be here. Bishop, I know you have some questions for, but give us just a little bit about your faith background, how you came to faith in Christ in the first place, 
and then how you it eventually led you into ministry in your role now. Uh, my mother is a faith-filled woman, and she took me to church with her all the time. When I was about 16, my faith became my faith and not the faith I observed from my mother. And so um, I I asked Christ to to be my savior and to to be my forever friend and and to be a part of my life and surrendered my life to Christ at 16. But, you know, uh, it wasn't smooth sailing from there forward. And so even after that, there were times in my life when I was in rebellion and resistance and it wasn't until I was a mother myself that I had a time of renewal in my faith and my ministry. And it's when I was uh, living here in Indiana. We're, we're from California, but we relocated here to Indiana. And it was when we were living here in Indiana, and I was about uh, in my 30s, um, when I started to attend church regularly with my children. Um, and, and the faithfulness of that corporate presence of worship and of the body of Christ that exists in a church just spoke into my life in such powerful ways that I had a, a personal revival of relationship with God. I, I don't believe that I lost my salvation when I walked away or deliberately ignored God, but I believe that I needed that moment of repentance and a bigger and broader understanding of grace and, and redemption in order to be able to claim who I am in Christ and what is possible for me as a, as a child, as a daughter of, of God. I would say my spiritual journey has been circuitous around and around all kinds of different ways and places, but God has been faithful in all of those times and all of those seasons. And I responded to um, a call to ordained ministry when I was about 35 um, after considerable time wrestling on whether or not a woman could actually be a pastor because that had not been part of my experience growing up. And so I, I hope that answers your question and uh, allows those who are, are listening to know a little bit about me. Shannon, you, you talk to a lot of uh, pastors, a lot of young pastors and pastors who've been in ministry for a while. You, you're working with pastors who are at different stages of ministry and the, and the call to fruitfulness. Others might not know what that is. You might explain that. But, but uh, can you say something about the times we're living in right now? Uh, in a minute, we can talk specifically about the United Methodist Church and, and, the, and the recent announcement. But I'm thinking of this. I just recorded another Easter message that's going to be broadcast. And I've done a lot of recordings in the last uh, two and a half years because we've been in this global pandemic. Can you say something about the, the, the world we're living in now and, and how pastors have been able to navigate or how, the challenges we face uh, in this time and how you've experienced that? Again, I think this is a this is a big question, Bishop Trimble. I think that the pandemic that has been experienced um, across our, our globe has had impact, not just globally, but personally on every individual. We're in a, a season where one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back. It, it, it's this constant trying to decide what is best for our, ourselves, for our families, for our churches, for our communities. And that weight has been a constant presence with our clergy and with the lady and leadership in our churches for two years now. And I think that with that comes grief. And I think with it comes very heightened levels of stress, which can increase anxiety and depression and, and trigger even some 
uh, emotional weaknesses that maybe we didn't even know we had. Uh, I think that it's been a, a difficult time for a lot of our clergy and finding a way to thrive in that sort of crucible of, of, of stress and uncertainty. The unknowing makes it very, very difficult. I think there's a real, there's a key to being able to thrive in that time. And the key is different from clergy person to clergy person. So it's very hard to offer, you know, here's a program that's going to make this more manageable for you, or here's a, a one size fits all answer. And so instead of that, in the conversations that I've been having and that I know our superintendents are having, and and um, certainly Mike Warner, who does clergy care for us and is available to all of our clergy who want somebody to have confidential conversation about those types of conversations we're encountering, no two situations are alike, no two churches or communities are experiencing the pandemic in the same way. And these layers of grief are something that, that people really need to develop a way to process and to work through. Jackie Chandler, who is a therapist here in Indiana and also um, uh, an elder in our United Methodist Church here, she says, you got to find a way to feel your feels. We have to find a way to process our grief, our stress, and our uncertainty. And, and finding that path can be a lot of work. And given all the other things that we're managing and juggling in our lives, it, it can be. So the Bible, Galatians, uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, I believe I'm correct, says that we are to bear each other's burdens and in that way, so fulfill the law of Christ. How do we walk alongside each other in this season? I always seem to do better when there's, somebody helping me, helping me that's walking alongside me? Such a good question, Bishop. I know that these are unusual times, so many since the word in the United Methodist Church. I honestly think we have to lean into connection. The United Methodist Church is structured in a way that there are clergy and laity who walk a Wesleyan faith journey all over Indiana, all over. Every community is is within easy reach of, of additional clergy or laity who understand what it means to be a part of the United Methodist Church right now. And we've all experienced the pandemic. Leaning in to the resources that are offered through the district and the conference, leaning in to the relationships that are available from other clergy and other laity near you, lean, leaning into the potential is, is important. So when I talk about resources, you know, there are resources at, at all kinds of levels. So there's always community resources. So what do you, does an individual, what do you know about what's available in your community? Uh, are there grants available? Is there assistance in the local mental health centers? Are there, um, are there grief groups being offered for people dealing with pandemic group? What, what is available to you locally? And uh, often a 411 or a connection to a United Way can help you find your resources if you don't know what they are, but reaching out to figure out what those resources are and how they're possible. The other thing that um, I think is possible when you're looking at resources is that each district has pastor and clergy, con pastor and laity conversations. Um, so your conference assistant, the CA, can help you with communications around how you can connect to often uh, Zoom conversations with other people who are dealing with the same things at the time that you are. The superintendent schedules those, and those schedules are made available uh, widely across the conference. And so knowing what's happening in your district and what's being offered. 
An example of programming that can happen is in the North District. Reverend Kent Lundy is an expert in resilience, and he and Reverend Dr. Marty Lundy, who is the superintendent of that district, have worked together to bring a workshop called the Resilience Seminar. It's going to be offered on April the 30th and then again on May the 1st. And if that seminar all about skills you need for emotional, spiritual, physical, the different types of resilience that you need. Registration is open for that event right now. They're not the only ones working at the district level on how to provide support for people that are looking for something helpful. At the conference level, all of our clergy have access to a couple of great resources. One of them is your ministerial education fund. If you are a full-time clergy person, you have $500 every year for your personal spiritual formation and continuing education. This can include spiritual direction, coaching, conferences that you might want to go to, workshops you might want to attend. That money is, is available to you. And if you don't know how to apply for those funds, just send me an email, shannon.stringer at imnc.org, and I'll get you connected to how to apply. If you're part-time, you have $250 available. That's, that money is yours every year. And so you can apply every year to use those money. In addition to that, if you have a, a special need, a new need for some sort of respite or, or other work that needs to be done, you can reach out to your conference superintendent and sometimes we can work together in order to find a way to get you the assistance that you need for you to really be able to thrive into this time. You're truly not alone. And and, and individuals don't need to struggle alone in, in any way, shape, or form. The program that Bishop mentioned called the Fruitfulness, that is a program that is teaching about renewal. It provides a $1,000 renewal grant. It is offered to each individual once every five years. So it's by invitation only. And the folks that are forming for the class of 2022 already have their invitations. And if you haven't been invited yet, then uh, your fifth year anniversary just hasn't come around yet. I hope that's helpful, Bishop, both to, to you and to uh, those who are listening. Shannon, I wanted to ask you about something you mentioned there. And Bishop, I would like to get your take on this as well. You mentioned about leaning into the connection. And yet our reality, Shannon and Bishop, is, you know, we are in a time of schism. We are in a time of division going separate ways for many, many churches and many clergy, different ideologies. So that seems to indicate separation. So I'd like for you to share a little bit, uh, both Shannon and you, Bishop, about, and you know, we also have the cancellation of General Conference, which I think is going to possibly exacerbate things. What are the challenges? How do you speak into leaning into the connection in a time of, for many, obvious division? I think it's a really good question, Brad. And I would encourage, um, I would encourage folks to think about connection to Christ when they think about connection. So the Methodist connection, of course, is, is specific about what it means to be connected to other Methodists and, and the way our system works. But we're connected to Christ always, no matter what denomination we're a part of, no matter what church we attend. Um, I want us to lean into connection and Bishop talks about there being a place for everyone, and I believe that. So our connection has people in it who are conservative, and people who are progressive, and people who are centrist, and people who don't like any of those labels, and people who don't know what those labels mean, and, and, and all kinds of different people are a part of our, of our connection. And in that connection, 
when we reach out, we will find other people that can encourage and support and walk alongside us. When we isolate ourselves and we pull away from those who understand what we're experiencing, the loneliness can just increase. And so reaching out, uh, I think, still is the most helpful way. You don't have to reach out to everybody. Reach out to the ones God calls you to reach out to. Right, right. Glory to God. Bishop? Wow. Your thoughts, your thoughts, Bishop? Well, I think this is a time for us, both signs of grace uh, and times for grace. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people that are will listen to this podcast who are not United Methodists, but I, I know they're still looking for signs of God's grace. Um, God loves us. Henry Nowen writes this. God loves us not because of what we do or accomplish, but because God created us and redeemed us in love. And God has chosen to proclaim that love is the true source of all human life. So we are we are we are embedded with the love of God. And those of us who are in the church, we're supposed to be used as an instrument of God's grace. I think this is a time for grace. And I'll give a most recent United Methodist experience that just happened two days ago. Uh, uh, and I I was so glad at this moment. I'm so glad to be a United Methodist. Uh, and I'm not leaving and I'm not knocking anyone who chooses to leave. But uh, two days ago, we were in conversation. The Council of Bishops was meeting on a Zoom call. And we we got a call in. We found out that Bishop Edward Kagai was on the call. He's the bishop in Russia. United Methodist wow. Bishop in Russia. He has responsibility for Methodists. There's not a lot, but there's congregations in Russia. But he also has responsibilities for congregations in Ukraine. Did you hear me, friends? Oh, Both goodness. Russia wow. and you and Ukraine. He's a third generation Korean, uh, raised in Kazakhstan. He has family in Kazakhstan. He went to school in Russia. He's a he's a, a Russian. A Russian citizen uh, and leader in the, in the Methodist movement, the Methodist Church in Russia, and I know because I know Edward. We're we're probably not in the same same theological camp. He's much more theologically conservative than I am, but I was so glad at, at that moment and in this moment that we belong to the same church. We worship the same God. We believe in the same Wesleyan grace. The same understanding of being missional and his plea for us was to remember the children remember the families remember that people in russia and in ukraine are suffering as a result of this this war uh so you know we're not a perfect church and we don't all have to believe the same dress the same uh live the same uh, but we do worship the same god so i know that the, the announcement was made that the General conference is postponed, but we don't have to postpone our grace and our mercy that we demonstrate towards one another. That's excellent perspective, Bishop. Thank you. What is a verse or two of scripture that may be kind of foundational encouraging to you in terms of, you know, your role now in leadership? And then I want that to lead us to what is you are encouraged about in leadership development right now? So those who know me well, they know that be still and know that I am God speaks and sings in, in my heart. And it has for my whole life, be still and know that I am God. And, and, and a part of why that speaks to me is because we are often in a hurry to rush and fix things. When 
when something is painful, we want to stop that pain. When something is uncomfortable, we want to move to a place of comfort. But, you know, sometimes the uncomfortable thing is actually the healthy thing because we've gotten so used to the unhealthy that I call that the, the familiar. It's the familiar unhealthy, but that doesn't make it right. And, and so we need to be still in this moment when emotions are high, grief around the announcement about general conference is real sorrow about the changes that are coming to the United Methodist Church is real. The impact of churches and individuals having to make decisions about what they're going to, what denomination they're going to claim, what, what that says about them, how they want to engage in these decision-making people who, who are doing that they're in, they're in real pain. People who aren't part of the United Methodist Church have the, have similar issues struggles around their own theology, struggles around how to apply that in our broken world. How does God let something like Ukraine happen? Where does, we have all these questions. Be still speaks to me. Be still and know that I am God. God is powerfully at work in my life and in yours. God is powerfully at work in our churches in our schools, in our hospitals. God is powerfully at work in the governments of our communities, our states, our nations, and our world. God is speaking and leading and and driving forward. And my role is to calm my inner fear and desire to fix enough to let God work and discern what is the part God wants me to play instead of trying to rush to take care of this issue and get it out of the way. That speaks to me. And I think I'm encouraged. I'm I just want to see if you see, you've seen that manifested. Uh, you spoke about your situation. Have you seen that manifested yes. in the church in some ways or in some people you've encountered in the church? Have you seen this type of thing manifested? Yes, I have seen it manifested, but quite frankly, it's not always appreciated. And so sometimes when leadership says, I'm going to be still and I'm going to let the swirl swirl and I'm going to listen until God tells me to speak, that leader gets criticized for not being the first voice that was heard. I think sometimes people need to to allow the, the drama of all the conversation to settle so that people can discern what really are the key issues here. What really are the stumbling points? And where is God asking me to speak? And how is God asking me to do it? I think the stress of that is very difficult for our clergy because our clergy also get criticized when they are not making instant decisions and right there in front leading everything. And many of our clergy are trying to discern what is it God is asking them to do and they need partnership to do that. So I see it manifest in the patience of clergy who are willing to stand up to the barrage of criticism in order to do what they believe is the right thing. I see it in our bishop and our cabinet and leadership of our conference when they are willing to stand up to the barrage of of negativity and criticism that the world is spewing in all kinds of ways these days and listen for the discernment of God. And I think it's effective when we model that we will move when God asks us to move, taking absolutely not only be still and know, but the whole story of the Exodus 
You go when God tells you to go. You stop when God tells you to stop. You lead where God tells you to do. And we're faithful in that way. It will resonate, but it will also be criticized. So Bishop, what is encouraging to you as we kind of bring our conversation around to a close here pretty soon? What's encouraging to you about what you've about Shannon and her ministry and about leadership in the church. And, you know, I guess I'm just looking for an encouraging word about leaders, be they young leaders, old leaders, men, women, ethnic uh, minorities of any person, uh, Russian, Ukrainian, American, Hoosiers, anybody. What are you seeing out there, Bishop and Shannon, that is encouraging uh, the, what do we need to be to be encouraged about leadership? Well, I'll, I'll tell you just now, I was encouraged in a powerful way by Reverend Shannon Stringer. Um, and I think those who will hear this podcast, uh, whether United Methodists or, or not, whether they're clergy or laity will be blessed. Uh, in, in, my, in my cultural context, we would say she went from preaching to meddling. She was preaching. <laughs> she, she, was, she was preaching and teaching. My, Dr. Manuel Scott said all teaching is not preaching, but all the best preaching always includes some good teaching. And so... Uh, I think in a short period of time, Shannon was very helpful to this leader, myself, and I'm sure others who will hear that. I've learned some of the the greatest lessons, Brad, uh, I'm going to make you smile with this. Uh, The greatest lessons I've learned in recent has been from being a grandfather. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm I'm with you on that one. And uh, in fact, I've said this to Brad and others, Shannon, uh, being a grandparent, being a grandfather is the only job I've had that's not overrated. (laughs) (laughs) there you go nothing better yeah yeah so here's what i learned now this is a quote uh beyonce knows you know the mega star beyonce says we ought to find beauty and imperfection so a year ago i was visiting uh in virginia at our granddaughter korean we were out on her little tricycle and she has there's this long street that goes into a uh um a, a turnaround. There's no houses at the end. There's open fields at the end. There's a turnaround. So their street is on a dead end. If you go to, if you go to the end, there's a big lot where she can ride her tricycle in. And so we ride in, and there's trees all around it. And she, rather than keep riding, I said, "Come on, Corinne, let's go." She said, "No, I want to stop." And she would stop and pick up all these little broken pieces of twigs and put them in her little basket on the tricycle. And then she'd ride a little more. I said, let's keep going. Keep going. You're going. She said, no, I'm going to stop here. And she'd pick up more broken pieces. Uh, and what I learned from Corinne was there's great beauty in picking up broken pieces of twigs and, and things that we think are, are, are not usable for anything. Uh, and she just kept stopping and saying, no, this is important to pick this up. And I realized that there's great beauty in even those things that we might consider to be imperfect. And all of us are that. And God finds great beauty in us. Uh, So signs of grace are all around us. And I think my word of encouragement, Brad, into our listeners is we ought to find ways to be compassionate with ourselves uh, and to take time to stop and to pick up the broken twigs and the broken pieces and to realize that God sees all of that, even as God sees all of us. What a great way for us to come together out of the brokenness of our time, be it wars in Ukraine or division in the church or messed up personal lives in various ways or COVID and all kinds of things. Out of chaos can come something new, can come some new life. 
and that's the broken twigs can come together. So appreciate that. So Bishop, I want you to pray for us, but uh, Shannon, do you have anything you want to share before we, a uh, word of encouragement before we ask Bishop to pray for us? I just want to thank you again for inviting me. And um, I want all who are listening to know that God is with you and that you are seen and known. You are loved and beloved as a child of God. And to to be still and know that God is with you. Before Bishop prays, I just want folks to know that we will have connections to what uh, Shannon Stringer is about in our show notes at tobeencouraged.com. Bishop, would you pray us out, please? Most certainly. I want all persons to know that they are encouraged by the love of Jesus Christ to rise to their highest potential. Gracious, loving God, for the people in Ukraine, we see our sisters and brothers. For the people in Russia, we see our sisters and brothers. For those who have the power to make decisions to choose peace over war, oh God, we pray that you would place upon their hearts the compelling power to choose peace and to stop madness. Whether it's Burma or on the south side of Indianapolis or whether it's in Chicago or Mississippi, wherever it might be, God, we pray, oh God, the children will be blessed and that those who feel that they are alone will know that they, they have a friend who will stick closer than a brother in Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for blessing us, not that we might brag about our blessings, but that we might be an instrument of thy shalom and be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.